On this episode of Road Trip, and the Golden State Warriors duo, Quinn and Kareth, are joined by Jordan Bell. Though the crew covers plenty of championship glory, parade memories, media attention surrounding the finals alone, etc., they also dive into this year's MVP debate, keys to guarding James Harden, as the Warriors feel they have quite the defensive weapons. Now, only time will tell. Maybe. But they also dive into pre-NBA life. Did you know Jordan was accused of cheating on a test in high school? He almost gave up basketball. Applied for a Nike job, in fact. And Quinn, ever think he'd be learning about his love for improv? It's all on this episode of Road Trippin'. Kareth, Quinn, it's all you guys. Thanks, Allie. I'm Kareth Berg, Golden State Warriors reporter for NBC Sports Bay Area. Alongside me is my co-host, Golden State Warriors point guard Quinn Cook. This is what happens when I read. I should just look at you and like say it because I know who you are. And joining us is Quinn's teammate, former Oregon Duck and current Golden State Warriors forward Jordan Bell. What's, what's up to all my people out there? there was you good. Go. Was good. Forward <laughs> slash center, whatever you need yeah. the man slash to guard, be. Yeah. <laughs> whatever he you does need it all. Be. Anything you need. <laughs> we are on the road. We're doing this at a conference room in the in the hotel. Uh, you guys had optional practice today. What's an optional? <laughs> what's an optional practice day like? And why are you laughing? Jordan. Because <laughs> they apply to us. Yeah. <laughs> Optional is to like the stars yeah. on our team, yeah. the vets. So it's not like a mandatory practice. Okay. But it's definitely mandatory for the young guys. Yeah. Got it. So you got to still go in there and get your work in. Yeah. So what did you do today? I got up a lot of shots. Yeah. Um, We all got up a lot of shots, really, yeah. for like 40 minutes. and mm. Good, just get a little sweat yeah. and uh, just keep a great rhythm. There you go. Jordan, how was your day? It was pretty good. Yeah, Quinn got some good, got some shots up. Uh, situational stuff that'll be put in the game, just working stuff like that today. Who goes hardest at optional practice? Who's going all out on any given day? Quinn is pointing Jordan. at Jordan. <laughs> you know, you see, I'm getting up shots, so, you know, I, like I said, a little sweat. Yeah. I looked at the court, he's full-blown, like he's been a game. So. Gotta, gotta go look game speed. Game speed all the time, yeah. which I respect. Man, well, you guys both uh, part of the Young Guys squad for the Warriors, and it's, it's a second year for both of you. That means yeah. you won a championship last season. Jordan, I feel like you had the best championship out of anybody I, I, I have ever seen. I celebrated the right way. <laughs> <laughs> what so do you remember about that day? The bus rides and like being uh, in downtown Oakland and, and having that moment. What I just remember seeing a bunch of people out there, uh, just the whole Bay Area uh, coming together in one place. Uh, then I saw a bunch of Hennessy bottles out there, just <laughs> taking a couple sips of those. It was a great day. Are you okay if you're going to be associated with Henny for the rest of your life? Uh, I mean, I... I I drink when it's time to drink. When it's time to celebrate, <laughs> I drink. Um, there's no other videos or things like that, like me having like alcohol problem or anything like that. Like it's an occasion I'll drink, but right, right, right. But when I drink, I drink. Hey, yeah. use a celebration. Yeah, yeah, celebration. What do you remember about that day, Quinn? <laughs> me and Katie were just following him um, yeah. in the crowd. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was great for me. Um, just. I always grew up watching like different parades and, and seeing different championship celebrations mm-hmm. and to, you know, have your name on a bus um, with champion on it was just incredible. So, uh, you know, and that was our last time being together, you know, that group being together. So, uh, you know, it was a great day for us. Yeah, that day was long. Very, That's I remember it was it was day. sunny outside. I mean it was great. I'm not complaining, but you guys were on the buses for a long time. You've got people screaming at See, you. See me, it went too fast. Like I, I ain't really? wanted to end. Yeah, I didn't yeah. want it to end. Okay, I did not want that day to end. And I mean it was long. Like it was yeah, the yeah. number of hours, but I just knew like it was our final day being with each other. So yeah, you know it went a little too fast for me. Yeah. Well, same for you, Jordan. I mean, the parts I remember, yeah. Because <laughs> I, I was I was camped out to do interviews at the very last stop. Yeah, I, I was in that blue you, area, and I remember Clay said because he had the ankle injury during the oh, playoffs, yeah, yeah. and he's like, I had to. I stood that whole time on the bus. My ankle hurts, and I want a sandwich. <laughs> and then he walked away, and yeah, that was it. And that Clay. was the last I saw Clay for the summer. <laughs> <That's> Clay, <man. laughs> that was it. Actually, Jordan, I remember one of my favorite pictures after the championship. Was it was it, it was on Instagram? I think you had the goggles on. Mm-hmm. You were celebrating shirtless, and it said, "Was I not supposed to enjoy it?" Yeah, right. Yeah, that's like, my favorite. That's yeah. one of my favorite moments. Like people like DM me after that. Like after I got home from parade, everybody's passed out, like just tired. I'm still up with a bunch of energy, so I'm just reading tweets, and people are just like, "Well, like learn how to behave yourself during right. public." I'm like. It's a celebration. Like, you guys were out there. It was alcohol everywhere. Everybody was drinking. Everybody's having a good time. Um, I think if it's in a situational, like, controlled situation like that, I feel like it's time to celebrate. Yeah. Yeah. And and people, 
don't understand how much work goes into yeah, it. Oh my I mean, God, yeah. like to be an NBA <laughs> champion, that's like the 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 pinnacle of basketball. Mm-hmm. And really, people don't understand all we go through um, growing up. You know, in, in high school playing and AAU playing and college. You know, draft process and uh-huh. just everything. It's just so much that goes into it. So. You know, they don't want you to celebrate, you know, as the way you want to. So um, my favorite thing of Jordan last year was when we landed from Cleveland and he put the, the his little video talking oh, yeah. about, like, uh, <laughs> uh, I got carried, uh, you know, I never, you know, pan out. Yeah, he just had all these yeah. reasons or all these things that people, people were saying are DMing about me, like, since I landed yeah. on them. DMs. You save those? You have receipts, like, on your phone that you keep? Uh, No, I don't really. Like, all the DMs, I just, I just I don't open them. I just let them yeah. keep funneling, yeah. so eventually they just get but lost. You know, like, yeah. going, playing for the Warriors. Bunch, I, hit with a know, bunch he, of trolls. Yeah. It's like, we get called cheerleaders because we're good teammates. Because yeah. we're on the bench, like, happy and, and, be, and dancing for it. Yeah, today. Too, just, yeah. Just, <laughs> it, I mean, it's, it's well, I mean, I'm used to it because I went to Duke. So, like, okay. I get so much of that stuff. But, like, it's like they don't want us to be happy for our teammates and stuff like that. So, I was happy he made that video just letting everybody mm. know. Whatever y'all say, I'm a bench warmer. I don't care. Yeah, I don't we care. still, we still got a champion. Yeah. And sure. he – he deserved it. You yeah. won a championship, both of you won. But for him, it was his rookie season. Yeah, you yeah. were on the top of the mountain yeah, as dope. a rookie. Yeah, that was dope. What are your favorite memories of that season? Uh, favorite memories? Probably, definitely championship, parade. Um, I mean, the whole season was really great, though, just because it was like a new experience, like going into high school, like freshman or going to college freshman year. So just learning everything. Um, and then, like, having older people to talk to and meet new friends. Like, it was, it was just a dope situation. So, I, the whole thing was just great. Quinn, I want to go back to how hard it is to win a championship because you guys went through a game seven with the Rockets. Yeah. That was in that was Houston. So, you had two elimination games, potentially. Game six and then game seven. Yeah. Then you guys swept the Cavs. That's extraordinary. Yeah. So, let's just let's start with the Cavs, though. Getting that sweep, doing it in Cleveland against a LeBron-led team when you know the kind of competitor that LeBron is and he learned kind of competitors yeah. that you guys are of yeah. course but just the history between these teams and man that night winning it in cleveland how much were you guys able to oh, it was bittersweet for me that's where my dad's from mm-hmm. so my whole family was in town um obviously the year before that it was the same scenario and the Cavs won game four and forced a game five so i think that was the whole team's focus um was just you know trying to you know do better than we did last year and, and finish it off in cleveland so i remember guys were just extra focused um, we had a laser focus, the same kind of focus we had in game six and game seven of the previous series. And uh, we played it like it was an elimination game for us. And, uh, you know, like that game was just so quick. Like I wasn't active. So, you know, uh, I had a different view on the game because I knew I wasn't playing. But it was just so fast. Like I just looked up and it was like third quarter. We're up like 12. I'm like, oh, man, this is, <laughs> this is really about to happen. So uh, the game was like a blur to me. Yeah. And yeah. I just remember, really remember the celebration. <laughs> what do you think, Jordan? Uh, like, kind of you said, like, I don't, I don't, for some reason, I never remember the last game of the season I play. I don't know why. I just don't. Um, but yeah, game four, I don't remember. I remember, we were just, like Quinn said, we were just focused. We were locked in. So, I don't, like, I don't think it was any doubt that we were going to lose that game. Um, so, we were, everybody was just focused. Do your job. Do what we need to do. And let's celebrate. And then once the game was over, I think that's when – it kind of felt normal again, um, seeing my family, seeing my friends in the crowd, high school coaches there. Um, it was a dope moment. When you got to see all that stuff firsthand, like I, I was taken by all the international media, by how many people are watching this series mm. around the world, the demands that you guys have on your yeah. times. What is that stuff like, the other side, like the work side when you're not on the court? How was that experience getting used to? Uh, I think the one thing that surprised me was the first practice in the finals, you have to practice like actually in your arena, mm-hmm. and after practice, like we everybody usually gets their extra shots up, blah, blah blah. And I'm shooting free throws, and they're like, "No, we have to leave right now." Like your media, I'm like, "Can I finish?" I have a routine like to do, like shoot free throws, yeah. and like the same routine I do in my warm ups. Um, and they're like, "No, you like you can't shoot anymore." And, and she actually got got in front of me, so I couldn't yeah. shoot. I'm like. Yeah. I'm like, yo, like, this ma'am. whole thing is about basketball. <laughs> yeah. Like, you guys, this whole circus thing going around, like, our focus is basketball. This is a basketball game yeah. where basketball player let us do our job first. 
then we'll get to the other side of it. Yeah. But they were just so like, no, like you have to leave right now. Like go, you have to go there first, there, stay station three, station eight. And I'm like, yo, this is crazy. <laughs> and I'm I, I, like being my first year, like that's not the stuff like you don't see that stuff behind closed doors. You just yeah. see, you might see the practice and then the interview out there, then a the game. So that was, that was a big shocker for me. All right. Rewind even more back to the Rockets game, game seven. Um, the Rockets, I just saw a replay of that game, actually. It was on, like, NBA TV the last time you guys played the Rockets because everybody likes – everybody. Yeah. did you watch it? I was in the workout room yeah, watching that it. because the first half was solid for yeah. the Rockets. Yeah, and yeah. then in that Clay second Gaff, half, they trouble. missed – what, they missed 27, 27 consecutive yeah, three-pointers? Yeah. I mean, some of that is the defense. Some of that is yeah. basketball gods or yeah. something. Um, but it reminded me to ask you about James Harden. He's a guy who's – He's in the MVP hunt. Uh, Jordan is smiling. Do you just want to? He's just a tough guard. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to say I'll prompt you if you want because I remember something that Jaron Collins said about James Harden's game that he knows the dark art of drawing fouls. Yeah. Okay. So there's a philosophy behind this. Like a foul means something wrong happened. This this is not supposed to happen in the mm-hmm. game. But then maybe he's gaming the game mm-hmm. by working it to his advantage. Like, what is your basketball philosophy here about the way Harden draws fouls and gets on the line, Quinn? Well, I think the biggest emphasis going into the game when you're playing Harden is to not foul. Mm-hmm. So while you're guarding him, you're thinking about not fouling. So I don't really think you're thinking about getting a stop. Or, <laughs> okay, you know, yeah. I think, like, the job is done if you don't foul. Uh-huh. You know? So I think he has that edge on a lot of defenders. And then his confidence is out this roof. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you miss, he'll miss 10 free, free threes in a row or any kind of shot, he's taking the 11 one with the same confidence. And as a basketball player, that's scary yeah. to be uh, in front of. So I think a lot of times, like, they put emphasis on Sports Center and all this stuff about how he draws fouls. But I think a lot of times they are fouls. And I just think you go into the game thinking about not fouling him, which I think he's already won. So, so he's won the mental game? Yeah, so, but I just <laughs> okay. think with us, we have so many versatile defenders and guys who've had mm-hmm. success guarding them that, uh, you know, I don't think we really fall into that, that mental trap. So how does he do it? Because everybody knows the scouting report. It's don't let him go left, mm-hmm. don't swipe at him. But he'll still have a 50-point game. How, when everybody knows exactly what he's going to do, how does he still succeed so well? I mean, he's still getting by you. Yeah. He's still getting 10 layups. That's 20 yeah. points right there. He's hitting five threes. Mm-hmm. That's 15. That's 35 right there. He's getting to the line Free at least 10 times. Yeah. So that's 45 right there. And then if he's hot, you know, that can back a couple, yeah. of, <laughs> couple <laughs> fast break, leak out yeah. dunks. You know, he gets to his pick and roll situation with Capella. You know, that's not easy, but that's a kind of – Tough way to get 50. Is he a talker on the court? No, he doesn't say anything. Yeah, he doesn't say nothing Does he all. glare at you at all? Does no. he look? No, nothing. No, nothing. He's nothing. He's, he's like in his cold. own world. Yeah, like he don't see. It's kind of like he, in my mind, I, and I'm thinking he's thinking like I'm in a workout. Oh. That's what I, because like when you're in a workout, you're not talking, you're not, you just yeah. focus yeah. on. And I think he sees the way I'm like, when I look at him, I'm like, yo, he's seeing us as like chairs, like in a workout <laughs> or cones. Seriously, he like it's that fast. He's so game. calm and yeah. so patient, yeah. and it's crazy because he does the same thing every time. And he's like you said, like you know the scouting report, but mm-hmm. he's still gonna get to it. Yeah. So. Okay, and he gets played the same way every game. Yeah. So. Well, Clay is a good defender on him. Clay, does it take Iggy, somebody Andre, with a special like <laughs> like Clay? Um, like, like I said, like I said, um, I think our guys have played him so much at the highest level. Mm-hmm. You know, if we foul him one time on the three or if we reach a couple times, I don't think that phases, you know, any of us, um, especially those yeah. primary defenders. And, yeah. you know, we can throw Clay at him. We can throw Iggy at him. Then he switch on a big. We have JB and Loon and DeMarcus is great and KD. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Just, yeah. There's so many guys on the team who match up well with them. So I think that's, you know, why the Warriors have always been tough for the Rockets, just because, you know, he's had to go at multiple defenders mm-hmm. with fresh fouls, you know, just – it's that's why I think Andre's injury was big for us last year because when guys got in foul trouble, Andre was always that stable guy. You know, we could put on anybody to get some great stops on. So, uh, you know, I definitely thought Andre's Iguodala 
Andre's injury changed the series. <laughs> Andre is a guy with some stories. I would yeah. love to have him on this podcast, dude. Yeah. He's one of those veteran dudes. Like, how much is <laughs> how much does Andre talk in the locker room, or even how much is he in your ear about you should do this because I I, I did this, I came through. Like, I, I have this experience in the NBA. Let me make this path easier for you guys. Is that the heart of what he's trying to tell you? Because he always talks to Kevon Looney yeah, about he, he's like the, diet he's, things. He, he, he's he's like a great vet, like yeah. an ultimate right. vet. Like mm-hmm. obviously, we grew up watching him. Mm-hmm. And he's had success in this league, being a, you know, Olympian, being an All Star, and obviously being a Finals MVP now and a three time champion. So, you know, that's a guy that we all want to be like. Mm-hmm. But uh, he doesn't like throw it in your face, yeah. like, hey, when I was your age, he lets everybody run their own race and mm-hmm. he helps everybody. So, you know, that's what I think a vet is supposed to do. He's really business savvy too. Very, Has very, he given you any very, tips? Yeah. <laughs> I I try to bug him about tips, but he like obviously our. Finance. Uh, <laughs> Finances are a little different, huh? Like, yeah, completely different <laughs> levels. But um, I don't know. I, I try to. I'm want to start getting stuff early because I always hear about people saying like, I should have started earlier. I should have started earlier. Yeah. So yep. that's what I'm I always bugging about. Like, yo, what, what do you think about this? You think I should buy this? Should I? If you ever have any um, good like investment, you let me know. He he always just tells me just save your money right now. Mm-hmm. Just save it. Put it in savings. Like let it. He was like, if you want to put it in like stocks and bonds and all that stuff, like that's cool. But he's like, saving is the best option. You're 24, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. I think you'll be okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, you're, if you have a 401k right yeah. now, I think you're going to be okay. I know I'm jumping around a little bit, but I, before I leave this hardened topic, I just wanted to ask, do you think he could repeat as MVP? Are you excited by Giannis Antetokounmpo? Are you excited by Paul George? Like, If you had an MVP vote this season, would you be comfortable saying who it is? <laughs> uh, I, mean, I ain't gonna say who my MVP is. I think that Giannis is gonna win it though. Okay. Um, just because his numbers and you know I think they'll have the best record in the NBA, mm-hmm. and I think that always plays a factor. Um, James, when he got last year, you know they were number one in the league, so I think that's really gonna ultimately, you know, win Giannis the award. Obviously, his numbers and his dominance is is been you know why he's in the conversation, but you know I think his team success. Yeah, it's gonna get him no awards. So. His body type is so yeah. amazing, and I want to respect him. Like I don't even want to say freakish anymore. Yeah. I think like the Greek freak. Like okay, I'd be curious if he would get a another nickname sometime. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but, but I don't know. But like his length, his ability to move around so the floor. Strong, yeah. yeah, there was some like the sixty minutes show that he did. He said he can take six long strides and cover. Baseline to baseline. Yeah, I believe it. I and, believe I, it. and I'm trying to visualize that <laughs> in my head. Like, is that possible for real? But what do you what do you notice about his game? What makes him an, an extraordinary young player? Uh, for me, like he reminds me of Chris Boucher, mm-hmm. but just stronger. Your Oregon teammate. Yeah, Oregon teammate. Yeah, because mm-hmm. Chris, like, he's really good at using his stride and stuff like that. But Giannis is just way bigger, way stronger, um, and better finisher in the lane. So it's it's, it's a difficult guard for anybody just because. You, he might take a step this way, and he's right there. You come over too early, you can take the other step this way, and he's on the other side of the rim. So it's, it's, it's a very tough guard. I'm glad you mentioned Oregon yeah. during the tournament. Yeah, they had, some, upset. they had some upsets. How yeah. connected do you still feel to your duck days? I'm very connected. I'm very connected. I try to go up there as much Extremely as possible. Extremely connected. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to an annoying yeah, degree? Yeah. Or, no, no. no, no. no. You always have the shoes. You've got the yeah, green. Yeah, got the shoes. got to show it off a little bit. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like I think just the – the situation that I went through, having to get to Oregon, I have to sit out a year, and them being for me there, and then getting up there, helping me out through a lot of stuff, helping me grow as a uh, basketball player and as a man. Um, I think our connection is more not like just basketball player, coach, more like a family type thing, so I'm very connected with them. Can you share a little more with the listeners about your path to Oregon? And Oh, stuff. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. How would you yeah. like to summarize that? Uh, it was it was a long one. Um, uh I couldn't go to school straight out of high school because um, the NCAA, one of the coaches in the Pac-12 teams, they uh, told the NCAA I cheated on my test. So um, they had to, like, do an investigation. I had to wait till like, October. To, I took another test, and, like, in front of people, got the test back. Um, the score was better than the first time. Uh, and then <laughs> – but I couldn't get – the. you have to go through, like, clearinghouse or – Whatever the NCAA thinks like a thing, you have to get, okay. yeah, you have to clear by them, and they clear me like a day or two days after the last day to register for classes. No. Yeah, and it's like January because we're on quarter system, so I have to wait all the way till next year to start. So I moved to Arizona, 
And I'm just because I'm just trying to get away from everybody. Everybody's like questioning me. Like when I go to 24 hour fitness, like, why aren't you in school? And I'm just keep making up lies. Like, yeah, I'll be up there next week. Next week comes, I'm still there. I'm like, oh, somewhere wrong. My flight. I'm just keep coming excuses. I'm just getting tired. I have to do that. So <clears throat> I moved to Arizona. I'm working out there. Um, my future teammate Casey Bensalola there lived out there. Um, so me and his family got close. Um, they helped me out with like if I needed anything. So I just worked out with like kids all day, like. Eight kids, <laughs> kids yeah, uh-huh. from ages like seven to like sixteen every day because like this like a little clinic they do, and I'm like this is the only workout I can get. So <laughs> I'm in there. I'm a eighteen or nineteen year old kid or yeah, young man, and there were like little kids yeah. doing cone drills with them every day, but like trying to go at my pace to yeah. try to stay ready for next year. And I do that for like f- five or six months, go back home for a little bit, then finally get to Oregon. And then that's when my Oregon history. <laughs> yeah, that's when my Oregon career started. That sounds really humbling. Yeah, very. It was. Mm-hmm. It was. That's like at that time, like I was like, yo, like I almost got a regular job and almost stopped playing basketball because I was like, no way. I was like, I was like, maybe it's not just maybe it's not meant for me to like to be a college basketball player and be on to just be a regular tall person walking around. So like I applied for I applied for a Nike store job. Luckily I didn't get it. <laughs> Luckily I didn't get it because I would have I would have for sure like stopped playing. And probably just lived out there the rest of my life. You'd be dressed like a referee for yeah, the rest of your days. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And yeah. now you're an NBA champion. Yeah, crazy. So world. when you get to Oregon, how much did you enjoy the college experience? I think I enjoyed it more than everybody else because just because like that year I had to sit out. Um it was just it looks like you said it was a very humbling moment. So like I enjoyed every part of college I like could. Like I went not every party, but like, I tried to go out as much, walk around campus, like just enjoy the whole college experience. Um mm-hmm. and then Got a little better and got drafted. Mm-hmm. Was it three? It was three years for you three at years, Oregon, yeah, and it was four years for you at Duke. What was your college experience like? I know that's a huge question, and we talked about that yeah. on the last podcast. But four years out of school for players who want to be in the NBA, who have that talent—that's yeah. you know, four years is—is is, would you say it's even rare nowadays? Oh, uh, not rare. Kind of depends. But yeah, but I just think the the older guys have it tougher just because they've had so much time to, to watch you and, and nitpick you. And obviously the success with the younger guys, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, it's like if you're there four years, it's definitely going to be tough. But, um, you know, I enjoy my college experience mm-hmm. um, just from a standpoint that I got to learn from, you know, one of the probably the greatest coach ever on a daily basis, which I still use things that he taught me um, in my life today. You no, know, he still, you know, coaches me today. So um, from that aspect, it was fun. I really didn't, like, go out a lot because I was just so focused on making the NBA. That was my entire goal um, growing up. So, like, I really didn't want to waste any time and stuff like that. Obviously, I had my nights where, you know, I probably felt sorry for myself and probably went out or, you know, probably went out if we got a big win or something. But most of the times I was really just trying to stay focused and trying to make the NBA and – uh you know, uh, I had a great four years. Yeah, Quinn is talking about Duke. You played for Coach K. What did you major in at school? I majored in theater. Yeah, which what, I smiled the, la- the time that you told me that. Yeah, yeah. Um, How did you it, land it was on an that? accident. Well, I mean, it was a, <laughs> theater. It was an theater. Accident. So growing up, like everybody, you know, I'm gonna do communications, or you know, when you get to damn, Duke doesn't have communications, so. Majority of the athletes do like African American studies or like that's what they did uh, at Carolina. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna speak on the people from across the street, but like like psychology and stuff like that. Those are like the the main uh, majors. Okay. But uh, so I had a um, psychology class my freshman year of summer school, and I guess the professor got sick, so she took the semester off, well the summer off, and I had to add another class. And the yeah. only class I could add was theater so I added theater and I just fell in love with it and I took like some improv classes because you don't declare it till your junior year okay so I took some improv classes and I took like two more classes and then I just wanted to do it like it was it was tough but it was fun at the same time and I was the first basketball player to ever do it so yeah, it was. It was, it was. You should have a plaque or something at school like first. I should. Basketball. I know. I should. I should. Nah, well, but it it, it it was cool because. Like, I was the first one, and, like, they appreciated me. Like, they weren't, like, fighting with me about my schedule. You know, some professors, okay, like, where, okay. where you at? Like, they don't care. They don't care if you had a game mm-hmm. in 
the other side of the, the world. Like you got to be in class the next day, or like they don't kind of help you. They like work with me and stuff like that. So my teammates came to like two of my plays. What productions were you in? I was in the Outsiders, and then I was in this Japanese play. Don't know the name of it, but me and my teammate Andre Dawkins were in the play, and it was a Japanese play. And uh, what do you mean a Japanese? It's, like yeah, it's right? on YouTube. I ain't gonna tell you. I ain't gonna tell you how to get to it. But it's on YouTube. Yeah, so. A Jap a, a Japanese person wrote the play, or you had to learn yeah, some well, some of the words, the language. No, so it was yeah. a famous Japanese play. Okay, obviously written by a Japanese uh, film director or author, and. Uh, yeah, so we we had to translate it into English, so we read it in English. So we well, we read it off the paper, but yeah, it was a Japanese famous play. Whoa, That's crazy. Yeah. what kind of classes did you take, Jordan? Uh, my, I majored in uh, biology. Okay. Because ball is life. Ball. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I thought you said biology, nah. but like just kind of said it weird. <laughs> nah, uh, mine was uh, <laughs> it was uh, journalism at first. But then it was just too many classes for me. Oh uh, yeah, it was tough. Yeah, so I just did. I just did general social science. Um, yeah, I just like chose the players who say journalism because you know ex- you know exactly how to do my job. You really do. You know the yeah, kind of questions yeah, I'm gonna ask. It, I know the classes getting there is a problem. <sighs> I was like, yeah. But I'm almost. I'm almost. I'm almost. Uh, almost finished with school. I've got like a couple more credits. I got to finish, but. You want to get your degree? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I promised my auntie I mm-hmm. was going to get it. So You have to be back on campus for that, or are you doing, like, uh, um, summer stuff, like, Yeah, they said, they said they would work with me and stuff. They said if I want to go up there for summer for, like, um, I think the classes are, like, four weeks. Yeah. Just knock out some classes. But they said most stuff I can do online, so. Yeah. That's, um, you have your theater degree? Where's yeah, that? I, I graduated. Who? My mom. Where's your degree? My mom has it. Yeah? Oh, that yeah. makes sense. Did she get to see you in some productions? <clears throat> nah, she hasn't. But, okay. Uh, she was in a group chat with my uh one like my main professor, um, Claire Conceison. And uh so anytime I do well in something, she'll text my mom. And like That's so my so mom was nice. like really like was, she stayed in touch with it because she was proud of me that I had went that route. Mm-hmm. So I'm more like a just like chill. I don't really like to be out there, you know, and uh you know, I had to like go on stage and sometimes I was behind the camera and I did lights one time for another film, so I was trying to learn all aspects of you know, the film industry. Yeah, you think you can have another career if you ever yeah, well, I'm wanted doing to? It now. I'm doing it now. Yeah. I got some. I got some stuff I'm doing now. Um, some documentaries and stuff, and just learning. You know, I got to interview Spike Lee was out when I was in college. Oh, yeah, about my favorite movie. So, uh, what's I, your favorite Malcolm movie? X. Okay. Yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, we, it, it it was crazy how it happened. I was in this documentary class, and uh, we had to write. You know, just about our favorite. Uh, no um biography um and uh, it's Malcolm X obviously and we played Michigan State we played against Draymond <laughs> at the uh, Garden and Spike was just sitting courtside mm-hmm. and I was like man can I talk to you after the game then he gave my academic advisor Kenny King his number and no he flew way. to Duke, Damn, he flew to Duke like crazy. two days later and I interviewed him he watched practice yeah that's it was dope. it was it that's was for crazy. all because you just went up to well, him well I, I mean I I said that it was because <laughs> I want, just want to talk to him but. My advisor said he had like an event in Durham like that day. Okay, but still, but still, who else does basketball introduce you to? Like, are there? I mean, so many. Yeah, yeah. Jordan, are there were there people courtside at Ducks games? Or I know there's people courtside at Warriors games. But like, have you had a surprise celebrity that you've gotten to meet because of basketball? Uh, probably my favorite, Caleb McLaughlin. The dude from uh, Stranger Things, the black kid on there. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I was at the All-Star game last year, and I think I was at the dunk contest. Or the, Yeah, I think I was at the dunk contest, and, like, all the players and, like, celebrities leave out another, like, a back way of Stable Center, and he walks up to me. He was like, yo. He was like, hey, man, I'm a big Warriors fan. That's great. No, no, I'm sorry. That's not what he said. He said, yo. He said, I love the Warriors. Like, I'm a big fan of you. I said, well, what? I said, no, I'm a fan of you, man. Oh, that's so <laughs> I think that's the coolest part. Yeah, yeah I think that's the coolest part. Like, like, meeting those celebrities are like, yeah. yes. Because nine, nine times out of ten, especially now with social media and stuff, like, nine times out of ten, they're going to know who you are. Okay. So, obviously, like, we're always humble and, like, uh-huh. oh, I appreciate you. Or, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. if it's a rapper, if it's an entertainer, if uh, another yeah. you know, NBA legend, and they always know who we are, especially being on this team. So, yeah. it's oh, like, it's it's like the coolest part. Yeah. That is cool. I think interacting with fans for the most part, correct me if I'm wrong, is a great experience. Yeah. Um, what's the nicest thing a fan has ever done for you? Mm. I'm looking at Jordan for this one. We're, we're both of you. Like, nicest thing a fan has done. I have a lot of fans. I have a lot of fans name yeah. their kids Quinn. 
Really? Yeah. They tell you. They yeah, send yeah, you like the. They'll, they'll send me like the clipping in the when paper. they're born and like yeah. we're naming them Quinn after you. <laughs> so it's probably like eight fans, but most most of the time like they'll be Duke fans. Like, okay. So I've had like eight to ten Duke fans. <laughs> name How it. does that make you feel? Uh, boys and girls. Yeah. So, yeah. So oh I know it's humbling. It's humbling. It's like I got a Bella. Bella. Yeah. Yeah. He he said he named his daughter Bella after the. Uh, I think either it would be Kansas mm-hmm. in Elite Eight two years ago. He was like, I'm going to name my daughter Bella. And I was like, that's dope. I remember, didn't fans try to help you when you were on your cookie hunt? You wanted the Christmas cookies, yeah, the sugar cookies. Yeah, somebody did too. The- some, some, I forgot her name. She went to Oregon and she happened to be like, I think I went to get a haircut somewhere and she happened to be like right down the street mm-hmm. from where I was at. And I think I had just went to Safeway to check and it wasn't there. And I was like leaving. She DM'd me and she sent me a picture and I was like, yo, like, You're like you yeah, at? give yeah. me these cookies. Yeah. yeah. And then I went to her house and she's like, yeah, I went to Oregon. She knew some of my friends from Oregon. And I was like, okay. okay. It's okay. not, it's not so creepy. Yeah. I was like, yes. I was like, okay, okay, I can trust these cookies. Like you didn't do nothing to them. <laughs> and then she told me like the, um, it was like a hole in the wall store that was selling them. She told me where it was at. And I went there and just bought like yes. 20 bucks. We're talking about the sugar cookies with like yeah. the, uh, the snowman, snowman or the reindeer, the reindeer, Christmas tree. Yeah. Have you given those up though? Are you like? Do you still eat every now and then? Those. You have a treat. I don't, I don't eat sweets as much anymore. Yeah, I like cut it down in the summer. Now I'm like really good at like once every now and then. But yeah. holidays, like whenever those cookies are, I'm going to eat them. What's your vice, Quinn? Your food. your cheat? Just food in general. You have a sweet tooth. Yeah. Uh, ice cream. Oh, uh, I like I love ice cream. Gosh. Yeah. So <laughs> this summer I was a pescatarian. Me and my girl we were pescatarians for the whole summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it was cool. Were you satisfied? I know. What about the fried? No, nah, I mean, I didn't. Or... I wasn't eating any fried, nothing fried. Fish and chips? No. We had a, okay. uh, talking about we salmon one... and halibut? Yeah. Way too many options. <laughs> <laughs> uh-uh. Man. So I, I like, even to this day, like, I can't eat salmon. Okay. Because I ate it so much this summer. Oh. So we had, like, our cheat days on Sundays, and we would eat so bad. <laughs> we eat so bad. Do you cook at all? I don't. Do I mean, I, I can survive. Sure. Like, yeah, I can survive. You still have the cook. college habits, like ramen. Or, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I don't. I mean, I ain't gonna say I don't eat ramen anymore, but yeah. Sometimes I, I crave I, I, ramen. I, 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 yeah. Yeah, like, or like, okay, spaghettios with meatballs. Nah. It's not did, healthy at did. all. I ain't did spaghettios. It's disgusting. Yeah, I ain't did it, so long. it reminds me of my childhood. <laughs> yeah. It does. Nah, my dad would fix that for me and my sister. Ramen. We'd have some spaghettios. We put the um the powder like Make parmesan cheese on it. Like a, str- like a it. struggle like, breakfast. Yeah, struggle, yeah. A struggle breakfast. Just What's some eggs and yeah. some bacon. Yeah. Some toast. There you go. Yeah. That's all you need. Yeah. I don't know. I'm glad you guys had mostly good fan experiences, but Jordan, you had a fan who discovered where you lived last season. Oh yeah, that was creepy. Can you tell that story? Uh, so I li- <laughs> <laughs> and I'm glad you can laugh yeah. about it because all done that it's it turned yeah. out well. But like, what happened? So I used to, I used to live on uh, Lake Merritt, and I had posted a picture um, for the spray ground backpack on my balcony, like me and my dog. But across, you could see. Um, I think it's like the mail office in Oakland. Was it the Tribune Tower, the old, the big clock tower? Yeah, yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah. yeah, and it's like right across, and then like, and then all my comments are like, "Yo, you live at twelve hundred Lakeshore. You live at." Oh. And it's like I put up my address, and I was like, "Yo," uh, and I was like, "Nobody going." I was like, "I live in an apartment. Like it's a big apartment. I don't know exactly which one I live in." But um, I, like when I would come up from practice, it was this guy, little creepy looking guy, mm. always had a backpack, like always wearing the same clothes. And he asked me for an autograph, and I was like, my fresh in the league. I'm like, yeah, signing some stuff. And I kept seeing him every day, though. And I was like, I kept signing stuff. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, all right, it's a little creepy now. Okay, yeah. So when I would come, I would just drive really fast, like, and drive inside the garage. And um, I think our first road trip, our second road trip, we went to San Antonio, and my girlfriend was living with me. And she called me. She took the dogs out, and he, like, came from behind and grabbed me. I was like, where's Jordan? What? Yeah. And so she... Random. Like hand on the shoulder, yeah, or like, like spun her around or yeah, something? Yeah, like kind of turned around, like where's Jordan? And uh-uh. she freaked out, ran upstairs, mm-hmm. called me crying, um, scared. And we have a dog, so we, like, she has to like go outside to take him out. Um, but I think my brother came up and he started taking the dogs out and stuff like that. So okay. we got to move out from that. Yeah. He had to move. How quickly did he move? Because it was some, tough because they wouldn't yeah. let me on my lease. It's a safety thing. And that's when I told him. I like Googled a bunch of stuff and I was like, is it a way to get out of it? And they were like, you have to make a police report, made a police report. Oh my gosh. And they were still fighting it. And then the owner, the manager went to a different company. So it was a new manager coming in. She knew the situation. She thought I was trying to hustle her or whatever. Mm-mm. 
So it was just tough, yeah. I think we're still dealing with it right now, too. Is I was just going to ask, is yeah. everything set? Are you safe? You're no, yeah, I'm okay. safe now, yeah. Okay. I, posted my, I posted one time where I was moving. Because <laughs> it was like, it was just, I think Logan was talking about, it was like hail on all the house. And I thought it was snow. And I was like, yo, yeah. I didn't know it snowed. I took a picture. And then once he told me he saw it, I was like, oh, I got to take this down. Yeah. Because yeah, like, yeah. you can tell where I live. And I'm like, yeah, I got to what a hard lesson and stuff to like learn. That. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I can take this in a different direction, a happier direction, because you've got two dogs now. Yeah. Okay, so you have Prince's Prince and Koba. Prince and Koba. Yeah. What Prince is a Prince is a pit bull and okay. Koba's a husky. They get along. They love each other. They love each other. Like if I put one in the cage um, at night, like when the other one's in my room, he like stand by the door and cry and like oh. wonder where he's at. Yeah. I saw the video on Instagram where Koba gets so excited that he pees when he gets. Yeah, I don't know why. He does that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why he does that. He gets like that's why I make sure like downstairs there's a hardwood and upstairs there's carpet. So mm-hmm. when I come in, I make a bunch of noise, ring the doorbell, come down, get his little pee out. Yep. excitement, <laughs> and then we can go upstairs. Yeah. Did you grow up with pets, Quinn? Yeah, I had a dog growing up. Okay, what kind of a dog? A chocolate lab. His name oh, was Bentley. Those are big. Yeah, they pretty, can be big. Pretty. It's pretty. Yeah. Pretty good size. What ages did you have Bentley from? Like nine to nineteen, maybe oh. nine to twenty. Yeah, maybe eight to twenty. So you went away to college, yeah. and Bentley's like Quinn. Quinn. Yeah, it was. Do you want a dog now? I do. I mean, like, I want the same dog forever, and I'm going to name it Bentley. Okay. I only want a chocolate lab, and I'm <laughs> going to keep naming it Bentley. Is it hard with your lifestyle when you're on the road so much? To That's be, what I'm saying. To be a I, good don't, pet owner. I, I don't. Me. Yeah. Me. I don't. I don't think because I live by myself, so. Mm. I probably couldn't have a pet. Okay. So I want one because yeah. I'm by myself, but yeah, I don't think I can have one. Yeah. How right many now. teammates right now would you guess have dogs? dogs. Steph, Clay, me. I think Dee Boogie. Lee. No, okay. I don't think so. I thought he did. He might. I don't know. Okay. Did, Katie though. used to have a dog, I think. Yeah, I don't, he yeah, doesn't have no? one right now. It's, it's got to feel so nice. To come home to somebody who loves you unconditionally. Got the same energy every day, and I love it. Yeah. Did you you train your dogs? Did you train them? Somewhat. Okay. I did it myself, but not me. Me and my girlfriend trained Uh them, but it's like we trained them, but they don't like train, train. (laughs) Okay. If I can like go to the bed, my dog will walk to the bed and turn around. Like Ben, he'll he'll Uh he's testing you. Yeah, he's he's testing me. He'll get a little closer and look at me. Yeah. And then like if I stand up, he'll run, go on the bed. Once sit down, he'll come off. Like, he's one of those. Like, he's trained. He know what the bed means. She just doesn't know, like, when yeah. I say it, you have to go to it. Yeah. Because what kind of tricks does your dog try to pull? Like, do- they, they, they're like toddlers. They will mess with you, right? Yeah. It's something that was, yeah. like, so wrong, but you couldn't get ma- mad because yeah. it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, <I'm, laughs> my dog actually did that, like, uh, last week. I had some uh, wing stop. My friend, Ronica, I brought some wing stop. And we had a bunch of ranches out. And one was open. And I'm sitting on the floor. And the ranch is, like, on the table. But the table's kind of low. And it's right in front of me. He walks up, looks at me. He looks at the ranch, <laughs> looks at me, and, like, just starts licking it, yeah. going crazy. Like, I'm, like, a cat drinking milk. And I'm like, hey. And I'm like, he stops, looks at me again, goes right back at him. I'm like, you got to go in a cage, man. Can not be having that? But, mm-hmm. yeah. It's like, I couldn't be that mad but because it, it was funny. Yeah. But, like, I still have to put him in a cage. Oh, they love yeah. you. I love your Instagram videos. Put him in for, like, five minutes. Your dogs are, like, Instagram stars. Yeah. yeah. They got 10K. Prince yeah, that was and crazy. Cope, I know. Yeah, that was like, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Well, this is the road trip and podcast. Uh, you guys still have a road game left in LA, and I know that's where you grew up, Jordan. Like, if you had a pure day off, no work, no nothing, honestly, free to do whatever you wanted to do in LA, what are you doing on that day? There's so much stuff to do. Uh, probably go to Bill's Tacos first. Got to get some tacos from there by USC. Probably go to Six Flags for a couple hours. Come back, go to the Pike, downtown Lone Beach. Get some Cold Stone and then just walk on the beach probably. Or walk on the path. Walk on the beach. Yeah, okay, so. if Quinn was with you, what would you want to show him? Ooh. He took me to Roscoe's. How was that? Yeah, yeah, Chicken yeah, and waffles. Yeah, yeah. Was Roscoe's that your first time there? Nah, but okay. it wasn't, that, that was like my third, but I hadn't been in like five years. My last time I took a visit to UCLA. Okay. So that was 2010. Oh, no. Nah, so That's I a I nice had it campus. Like nine years. Okay. Yeah. That's where Kavon played. Is that where you? That's where you worked out in the summer. Is that right? Mm-hmm. UCLA. Yeah, you do some stuff there. Together, yeah. yeah so. Okay. That's that was my first time having it when Gorgeous I took campus. a took my visit. Did you have Roscoe's for your first time as a Warriors player? Like, can you? Is that what you said when you visited? Are people like, oh my god? <laughs> like, can you go to Roscoe's and 
eat a meal yeah. like a regular person or do people start coming around you like nah, hey you're so and so you right yeah. yeah. no one about you <laughs> yeah, okay like, I'm just we went to on people, nobody, nobody said okay because I'm so curious about what yeah. it's like for you guys to exist in public oh, yeah. you know because I see the fans outside of the hotel I couldn't I imagine people... like Stephanie yeah, and Katie yeah and like, like, I never want to get to okay. the point where I can't go to Disney that's it can you still navigate kind of incognito yeah yeah. I know me I'm regular okay. style so <laughs> but you look like Jake so, how often do you get mistaken for no, Jacob? I don't get it no more. No, I don't get it. Are you lying? No, nah, seriously, really? I, don't, okay. I, don't, I don't get it. I don't get it no more. Like, okay, when when when, when 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 I had when I start like I never got it until I start growing my hair, mm-hmm. and then he kind of had some wild hair. So like. It was like a two year span where okay. I was getting J-Cole, it so J-Cole. much. That's right. And it was so annoying. Like I hate it when people say it. Like I hate it so much. But uh, his hair's crazy and I'm kinda, you know, taking that next step in my career. So they, Oh yeah, okay. They they, they, they know me now. Okay. So. Uh did you Jordan, you gotta remind me, you grew up a Lakers fan, right? No, I hate the Lakers. Oh, I'm sorry I got that. <laughs> Who'd you I hated anything my brother Josh liked. Oh, okay. Like he liked Kobe, I like LeBron. He's okay. like I hate the Duke. Okay. I like Duke now just because, yeah, I like uh-huh, Duke now. Me and Duke uh-huh. is good now. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. I didn't like Quinn when he first got here. What? Because he went to Duke. I hate everything about Duke. Or I used to. I hated Quinn when I first saw him. I was like, this little, I was like, this motherfucker. Yeah. So who, <laughs> who broke the ice then? Who, like, Quinn, how did he you... just a cool dude. Like, he just get yeah. along with everybody. So you're like, that's a cool dude. You get to know him. And you're like, that's kind of stupid oh. to hate somebody because the school they went to. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Do you sense a difference between East Coast and West Coast guys? Are there different approaches I mean, or like difference. different attitudes or something? There's a, there's a difference. Yeah. There's a difference. Just, I mean, for me, like I can tell a dude where he's from, just how he talks, mm-hmm. how he walks, just his mm-hmm. whole demeanor. Yeah, you got um, Zoe from Chicago. He's if I if I closed my eyes, I would think he was like a forty five year old man with like the gravel he has in his voice, with like the way he talks. But he's got such a great story. Yeah. You know, there's guys from everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's just crazy how like how me and Jordan like hit it off. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was just, <laughs> well, not for that first day. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the first day was good. Like, we yeah, yeah, yeah nah, we, like, oh, we hit it off right away. We yeah. hit it off right away. Oh, it's, cool too. Just you 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 you, you, you had you have this you have this image like like a person like I did not like in college was George Niang. Like ah. I okay. couldn't stand him. There was there wasn't a reason why I didn't like him. I just you didn't like him. Somebody, yeah. I just didn't okay. like him. And then so when I weird. met him, like he was like the coolest cool, dude. Cool yeah, dude. I I, li- I like Jordan though. Like I, when he was in <laughs> college, like I liked him. Um, you know, I heard a, I heard about a story. I just liked how hard he played. Okay. And when they lost, they they lost to oh, yeah, we, who, who y'all beat to go to Final Four? Kansas. They beat Kansas mm-hmm. and. He was he the way he was talking like after the game like I just liked it like yeah I like him you know what yeah. I'm saying and then when they lost to Carolina I just I just seen the passion how much it hurt him like yeah. I like him yeah. but he ain't like me <laughs> so, but now nah, we we the best of friends now now that you guys are in the league is there a player that you thought you knew or disliked or like ah you know this guy seems like a jerk or something but now that you've gotten to know him you're like he's a cool dude or people misunderstand this player. I'll say Cousins for me. Yeah? Yeah. What did you think you knew about Cuz? He was just a dude who just yell, asshole, <laughs> like, always cussing, just mean for no reason. And then you get around him, you're like, nah, he a cool dude. Like, he just mm-hmm. played with, like, when you see him on the court, he's playing with passion off the court. Like, he's a super cool dude, always cracking jokes, real laid back. He's just a cool dude to be around. So I was like, kind of, like, kind of same thing with Quinn. Like, you kind of, like, you not to put like judge a book by its cover kind of thing just because the way you see something in the media or yeah. what school they went to whatever it is like someone just like yeah like you can just look at somebody but like, I don't like them like you kind of makes you take a step back and like mm, give him a chance to uh, for him to mess it up first then I can have a reason not to like him <laughs> he's funny Very. he's got a good sense Very. about him I don't even think I even know how deeply funny he is because I don't see half the stuff that he says can you tell me a boogie story fit for fit for a podcast boogie <laughs> I mean, I've known Boogie for ten years now, so we go, we go way, way, way. Actually, back. I didn't know that. How, yeah. how did you guys go? Back? Um, so we played against each other in high school. We played at a tournament, um, in high school in Hawaii, and we. No, wait a minute, because he's from Mobile. Yeah, he's from Mobile. You're from DC, yeah. and this tournament was in Hawaii. In Hawaii, okay. yeah. So like the top schools, like the top Nike schools, played, mm-hmm. um, and we played against each other. They beat us by like four, mm-hmm. and uh, just after we had like three days left. Like me, one of my teammates, and him, and one of his teammates, we just hit it off. Like we did, yeah. we went to breakfast together every day. We like 
chill in the computer room every day. That's when MySpace was out. So we all like checking out MySpace <laughs> and stuff. And we just kept in contact. And yeah. then uh when he entered the uh the league after his one year at Kentucky, he did his pre draft stuff in DC. Mm-hmm. So uh at that point I was about to be a senior, so I just got my license. I was about to go to Oak Hill. So, you know, I would always come get him, like pick him up, um, take him to, you know, my little spots and you know, just have my friends um around him at all times and we used to go hoop together and stuff. So we always, you know, just was stayed in contact and uh, you know, when he got to the league I was always hitting him up. He would always give me advice on colleges and, you know, um when I wasn't playing, like he was always supporting me. And then uh, we got back together in New Orleans, and uh, you know it's been a it's been a nice ten year run for us. Yeah, I don't know if this is a secret, but I think people look at Boogie and they see how like I know if he glares at me, if he like looks at me with those eyes for just a second, I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> but then he'll smile for a yeah. second, and then you can see how gentle hearted yeah, he is, yeah. like just how tender he is. Do yeah. you think because he's got this tender heart and a large package that people just don't understand? Like, yeah, what he's and about? I mean obviously like like what JB said, like you know what you see, like you saw you see him on TV. You know, he plays extremely hard. He's very passionate about the game. And, you know, sometimes the media has certain ways to kind of make a person look a certain way. So, you know, when he gets a tech, that's what everybody's going to see. When yeah. he, you know, gets into a scrum, that's what everybody's going to see. That's what everybody's going to pay attention to. But they don't, you know, if you ask any of his teammates, you know, how good of a teammate he is or, you know, what kind of relationship he has when he has a relationship with everybody on our team. Mm-hmm. And, like, the perfect example was him and DJ. Like, if you watch – you know, their relationship and their interactions when DeMarcus wasn't playing and DJ was playing, like, he was so happy for DJ. He was always cheering. He was always, you know, trying to help him, you know, get to where Boogie is. So, um, like, like you can go down the roster from our two-way guys to anybody on our team. He has this relationship with everybody on our team, coaches included. And, you know, I just think he's misunderstood. I like when an opponent would try to take a three by your bench. And Boogie's just yapping at him. What's the funniest thing you've heard him say to somebody? <laughs> I know Jordan just covered the mic, but he—he's got yeah. Because oh, he messes with guys, he sees their souls. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, and, and he's and he's intimidating to like. I got yes, one. what what do you say? Okay, what do you say? Because him and Lance know each other since high school. Uh-huh. Yeah, Lance they've known each other since high school. He was like, uh, he said something about he made a joke about like. What number you wear in practice? Because LeBron wears number six in practice, oh, and so he kind of yeah. looked back and laughed oh, and smiled. Yeah. So that's, that's probably one of the funniest things. Ooh. What were you gonna say? I right? thought about it. I was like, yeah. "Yo, I wonder what number he." Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Six is taken. Oh, Lance Stevenson just did the thing where he he crossed up Jeff Green. Did he step on his foot? Step well, foot. okay. <laughs> let's let's talk about it. Do he step on his foot? On his foot. Jeff like, Green's a DC guy. He. I'm, I'm gonna have my boy back. <laughs> okay. To the end. Okay. But I'm gonna. I don't know. I just thought he stepped on his foot. Step foot. <laughs> yeah. If you cross somebody up, if you break break their ankles, mm-hmm. do you have to take the shot right after that? You Is it to. like an unwritten you have to, yeah. rule? Yeah, because that makes Not the even highlight. Unwritten. Yeah, it makes the highlight. Okay, you have to take the shot. Yeah, because if you, it's like it's like if you cross them up, you miss. They're not gonna show that highlight. Yeah. So you gotta you gotta make it. Okay. Yeah. But I think it's better to take it and miss than to not take it and pass. Okay. That makes yeah. sense. Okay. Yeah. How, as young guys, did you navigate the unwritten rules of the NBA or situations where, like, how hard do you go on the free throw line or, like, moments <laughs> of hustle or any of that stuff? Like, and who schools you through this kind of stuff? Well, for me, like, I didn't really understand, like, you know, at the end of the game, we're supposed to dribble the clock out um, or take the turnover. Mm-hmm. I, I always, like, <laughs> I always, like, even to this day. Even, even, even to, but, like, when I got here, like, I didn't want to be that rookie, like, to be like, like, Rook, what are you doing? Like, yeah. so I always would not, never take the shot. I always take the shot, shot clock violation. And uh, my vet in uh, New Orleans, Quincy Pondex and Jerry Jack said, young fella, mm-hmm. how many minutes you played tonight? I was like, I played like a minute, 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. How many shots you take? None. Don't you regret not taking that shot, taking that turn? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, you're right. So I started taking the shot. Nice. But if the clock, if there's no shot clock on, yeah, and I have the ball, yeah, I'm not going to take shots. I think that's unwritten rules. And okay. Guys like getting a little skirmishes just because, like Lance does that a lot. Like he'll okay. take the layup, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> just trying to be funny or whatever. So there's a couple of little unwritten rules. What did you have to learn, Jordan, especially that rookie year? Uh, I think the free throw box out thing. Mm-hmm. You're in the lane, like if game's over or something, you're not supposed to go as hard, you know. And I remember who did I hit? 
I hit somebody really hard. They were kind of like just standing. But I didn't know. Like I wasn't, I'm looking at the ball yeah. and I just chuck him. He was like, yo, real chill out. Like, <laughs> yeah, he was like yeah, chill out. And I was like, what you mean? He was like, he was like, he's like, you understand. And then um, one of our coaches, Jaron, I just told me, he was like, yeah, like mm. understand like when it's time to like game's over, you know, we all, we all trying to get paid, like no injuries, yeah. stupid things like that. So he was like, just chill out. And I was like, I got you. But it's like, for me, for me. Like dribbling up the court, and when uh, when when your coach wants a timeout, they tell you like bring it to the sideline. So mm-hmm. like you don't signal timeout, you just point at the ref. Mm-hmm. When I did that for the first time, that's when I was like, ah, I'm in the NBA. Yeah, yeah you know what I'm saying? It's I'm like here. I I I've been I've been. <laughs> that's something I always pay attention to growing yeah. up. Like, and they only do it in the NBA. Like dribble down the court, your coach wants a timeout. Like they don't signal timeout or nothing. Yeah. You just point at the ref. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So. When I did that last year, I think I think we were playing the Bulls. It was the game where you was going like that. Yeah. And when I did that, was that the money I, sign? I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I never did it in New Orleans, so last year was my first time doing it. And I, I was like, wow, I'm in yeah. the NBA. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. What was your first game like, Jordan, when you played the Bulls and, you know, they cash considerations, uh, that kind of stuff? I think you had a lot of eyes on you in that game. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like that people set me up to do that. Like all that stuff, cause like somebody made you do that. No, nah, nobody made. Uh, people just kept talking about it. Like I remember, uh, somebody put the put the battery on your. Battery. Yeah, yeah. turn me on, and uh, <laughs> like people just kept talking about like the Bulls, Bulls. So, like at first, I never thought about it. I was like, they did me a favor, and that's that's yeah. the way I still think about. It. I was like, you know, it's business thing. Um, and then I think I got my things like one of my first times getting interviewed out of the practice, all the cameras in my face. And I'm like, it's weird. Mm-hmm. I getting all these tweets, all this stuff. People are mentioning me and the Chicago Bulls and tweets. And then I get to the game and I see the, uh, fan night Friday posters and my face on my face has never been on anything. Okay. <laughs> we got too many awesome. My face on. I'm like, Ooh. that's weird. Yeah. I was like, why would they put me on that? Mm-hmm. And then, People were just like going to the locker room. People were still asking about it. And I was like, I'm going to have a little fun with it. Mm-hmm. So warm-ups. They started me. I didn't play like three started, games in a row. And they started me. I'm that's like, right. I'm like, come right. on, man. Y'all setting me up. You were so born I, for that I, moment. Yeah, yes. I was like, I was like y'all yes. setting me up. So I just, I just went along with it, had some fun, yeah. doing the money sign stuff. Uh, yeah, it was just a little fun. Yeah. This yeah. season, Chicago was the scene where Clay had 14 yeah, three-pointers. What was it like being on the court with him or even just witnessing that when a, when a so guy is that, that hot? Yeah. So, so obviously, we always sit next to each other on the bench, and Clay had been in a funk. Yeah. And he was shooting in, in warm-ups. Mm-hmm. And I don't want – Clay, I'm not taking no credit. But I told Jordan, I said, I see a look in his eyes. Then he hit his, first, he hit his first two he shots. Said, I, started, I was hitting him. Like, so if you watch the replay, I'm hitting Jordan like uh-huh. for his first like 10 points. I'm yeah, just like, – I'm hitting Jordan. I'm like, yeah. Okay. And then – he scored 50 in three quarters. What did he say after that game? What did he do nothing. in the locker room? Uh, nothing. <laughs> See, I know. <laughs> he, he's so – he's perplexing to me. Yeah. He, he like, ends up with a headband on. and That's right. Because yeah. he got bloody, didn't he? Yeah, His forehead yeah, got yeah, all messed yeah, up. So right. it was like headband yeah. clay. Yeah, it's yeah. – Oh my gosh. That's clay. <laughs> well, and we just we're coming off a game. We, I'm sorry, I don't play for the team, but we as Warriors people, um, yeah. KD just had the game where he went 12 of 13. It was the best shooting night of his career. And (laughs) he he told me afterward, he knows how many shots he's taking, how many he's made, how many he's missed. And I'm like, that was pretty cool to hear somebody like (laughs) admit that to know in his mind, (laughs) you know, like that photographic memory of what's happening out there. When you're on the court with a teammate who has that kind of hot hand, how do you operate? How do you either feed him or make sure you're staying out of the way? (laughs) Or like, how do you witness that and, and help him out with that? Give him the ball. Give him the ball. ball. That's pretty simple. Yeah. Yeah. But you let him do whatever he wants to do on the floor. How do you have the instincts, like, to sense, like, you know, if you're tapping Jordan Bell, like, Clay's going to get hot? Or can you sense when a teammate is about to get hot? Can you feel something in the air? I mean, obviously on this team, like, we have so many players who are capable of having those nights. Like, (laughs) it's not not surprising anymore. Uh Um, Just the crazy, like, shooting displays or crazy things, crazy stats that um, these guys get. But – you know, to have a guy go 12 or 13, you know, it was incredible. And, uh, you know, I, I noticed he, he was 8 for 8. Yep. And, uh, you know, just, just the shots he was – he was. I mean, they weren't tough shots. Like, he wasn't shooting to protect it. Like, he was yeah. <laughs> still being aggressive, still yeah. taking tough mm-hmm. shots. But, obviously, you know, him being 7 feet with that handle, I mean, every shot is, is, is a great shot. I mean, nobody can, can guard him. So, uh, 
you know, he's been in a great groove. I think he's missed two shots in his last two games. I'll have to look that up. Yeah. yeah so yeah. Yeah, he's in an incredible. No, you're right. Groove. Five of six, 12 of 13. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's in an incredible, incredible offensive groove. Did he say anything to you at halftime? Does he talk no, about well, halftime? No, I mean, he told me he was eight for eight. Okay. He, was eight he told you yeah, he was yeah, eight for eight. Yeah, so yeah, he, he, he knew. Like, See, yeah. I'm eight for eight. Uh-huh. I think I was talking trash. I, don't, I, I, I think I said something to him. And then, I'm eight for eight. Like, mm-hmm. oh, my bad. There we go. Because yeah, I'm always like, what, how much talking happens at halftime? I mean, what do you guys, are you eating a sandwich in there? You're eating like, I see Sean Livingston comes out with PB&J. I imagine if you need to get retaped, you get retaped. Yeah, Maybe Steve says a little everybody something. But little yeah, are you checking your phone at halftime? Can you say that? Oh, I'm sorry. I don't want to get anybody in trouble. No, you're in trouble. I know everybody do I'm so brainwashed. Like, <laughs> what do you mean brainwashed? In high, in high school, like if you was caught on your phone, like oh yeah, at halftime, like right after the game, like our coach was getting after you. Okay, and then like outside, I wouldn't do it at Duke. So uh, mm-hmm. I just don't. I, 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 yeah. just don't I just don't. I'm, I just don't do it. I got, just it don't got it. Do got it. it. All right, we'll close on one more question because I feel like social media and just the coverage and the way that people consume games is so interesting. Hopefully, it's lighthearted. Hopefully, it's memes. Hopefully, it's funny stuff. There's an ugly side, but yeah. what do you think now that you're in the league about dealing with not only the scrutiny on the Warriors but the way that people want to have a conversation about the games you're playing? It's intense, yeah. It's very intense. Yeah. It's like I was uh I was watching something the other day and oh Kobe Kobe's interview on once on ESPN and he was like, you know, uh back in the day or back when he first started, you know, you play the game, you had to wait till the next morning to read the paper mm-hmm. or, you know, watch the radio. I mean, watch T V or listen to the radio and, you know, find out what people thought about you. Now it's Right after the game is right then and there, so you got all night, all morning <laughs> to, you know, hear how good you are or how bad you are. Yeah. So, um, I like the social media aspect. I think it gives fans great insight on on the players. Like growing up, like I wish I could follow Michael Jordan or Al Iverson yeah. or Kobe Bryant every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a gift and a curse. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you know everybody has an opinion with it. So nine times out of ten. You know, they'll say stuff on there that they wouldn't dare say to you in person. Oh, no, they or, never say it to oh, your so, face. No. Oh, yeah. no. So it, it's an interesting dynamic. But for me, you know, I, I like that, you know, uh, social media is in our game. I think, you know, us athletes, we have platforms to inspire and, and, and help, you know, change the world. And I think, you know, we're doing a great job of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, for kids to see, you know, the work that we put in and what comes with it, I think it's great. Is it fun enough or humorous enough to keep you on social media? Yeah. 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 I mean, it's like the news. Yeah. You kind of um, have to. I know. Have to. I know. <laughs> no, I'm there for news. I'm there for sports stories. Yeah. But the rest of it just feels like a yeah. fire hose. Yeah, and it's like, oh, yeah. I don't like this. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like this. Playing stuff. a fun game and just ads, just keep yeah, popping up. I but know. I, like Quinn said, like, it's, I, I love it just because, like, people get inside, like you said, inside of our lives. Mm-hmm. And they also cannot get inside. Like, it, it depends on what we put out. Yeah. So, like, we have the control of how much we get to let y'all see, what mm-hmm. we get to want you guys to know. Um, so, I, I love that part that we have control over it. But, like, people still get to get inside of, like, of our lives as much yeah. as possible. Yeah. Hey, I think that was that conversation where Kobe said the three goats are him. LeBron, no, that was MJ. Thing. That was a oh yeah. That was okay. a, this was he was pro, I think it was Jim Rome. He was promoting his uh his book. Remind okay. me, it wasn't Jim Rome. It was something. another guy that okay. Uh, he used to be on Mike and Mike in the morning, one of those mics. I don't know. Yeah, and okay. uh, he's promoting his new book, The Wizard, uh, something like that. Okay, but how about that? The three goats: Kobe, LeBron, <laughs> MJ. What do you think? Anybody you want to add or subtract there? Add or subtract. Add or subtract. Order. Give me your order. I'm, yeah, I'm going. I'm going. MJ. Nah, I ain't going. You got <laughs> <laughs> M- 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 MJ. 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 Kobe. LeBron. Okay. What do you think of that order? Oh, uh, mine's. I, I came in basketball late, so like I didn't. But I watched Kobe a bunch because my family's all Laker fans, all Kobe fans. Mm-hmm. But I would go. LeBron. MJ Kobe. Okay. That's just me though. Mm-hmm. But I'm biased though because LeBron like grew up my favorite player. He the reason I started. Like, I saw him playing. I was like, y'all want to do that? Yeah, you know? yeah. So and he's still playing. So and he's, he's, yes, he has, you kind of yes. don't want to yeah. even throw him in there. Yeah, you know he's, he's in front of you. you. Well, yes, but you can also see his game. It's the freshest. It's right there in front of you. Yeah, you see the mark. And that's what I saw. Right like, now I, in the league. That's when I've yeah. like dialed in on watching. I'm like, 
this is what I think. But like I said, I didn't watch MJ. I came in basketball. I guess I played basketball seriously yeah. till freshman year in high school. So yeah, I see MJ stuff every now and then whenever they play. I watch YouTube highlights, but that's only the highlights <laughs> only showing the good stuff. So yeah. I can't really. But I know from the stuff yeah. I was, the little bit I did, I do see. I'm like, yo, he mm-hmm. he for show up there. <laughs> yeah, I, I wish we. I wish we. We were older, you know, when MJ was really. Oof. Yeah, I want to. I want to see. What does Steve Kerr say about MJ? I mean, it's so many stories. Yeah, yeah. there's you got punched like, in the face. There's nothing like. <laughs> it's, it's, it's different than like stories or like YouTube videos or watching like Harvard classics, but like there's nothing yeah. like watching a game and then waking up the next morning and going to school and talking about talking about yeah. talking yeah. about yeah. and then then you're excited for the next game. Yeah. Like so, like yeah. full of Kobe and LeBron. Like we got to experience that. Mm-hmm. So I mean. I, I like I remember watching Kobe. I mean Michael Jordan in 98, winning the championship. Like I was four or five years old. Mm-hmm. I remember that, mm-hmm. but I wasn't watching it like as a basketball fan, yeah. like or like yeah. I didn't really know like really about the game. I couldn't like argue or like have okay. a, a, a educated conversation on a mm-hmm. game. So I wish that I could have. Yeah, I remember watching it, the Bulls dynasty with my family, and I was young. And yeah. my mom really loved Dennis Rodman. <laughs> she yeah. said, "If you could ever meet Dennis Rodman, please get yeah. his autograph." I was <laughs> like, then, "Okay." Then George okay. came to DC, so like he he had my city like really, really, really turned up. Yeah. So man, and obviously he wasn't nowhere near what he was in the Bulls, but he still was getting like forty sometimes, fifty Damn. sometimes. So, Damn. you know that was that was pretty cool. Well, it was an unbelievable experience mm-hmm. for my city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Guys, we have talked about so much. Thank you for your time on the road. We're going to call this a wrap. Uh, You can tweet us. I'm at Kareth Burke. Quinn is at QCook323. And Jordan, what's your Twitter? What's my Twitter? (laughs) Oh, it's one Jordan Bell. My Instagram and Twitter is different. That's one Jordan Bell. Yeah, one Jordan All right, what's Bell. your Instagram? J Bell. J Bell. Somebody had that for Twitter, All so right. I couldn't use it. Shout out to the Road Trip and Pod as well, NBC Sports Bay Area and Dub Nation. Make sure to subscribe to the Road Trip and Podcast, rate us five stars, and give us some guest suggestions for the next episode and feedback. So, Jordan Quinn, thank you so much. Thanks, I'll see you guys next time. Shit,